right, you bunch of yahoos. Strap yourselves in for another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. In other words, shut up, sit up, and pay attention. Welcome back to another episode of Toxic Masculinity. Here is truly here, Dan to be severed, and with my cohort, the the fiercest competitor in the world, Don the Predator Fry. Yeah. He is back down in the Sierra Vista area, and I'm coming from you from Howell, Michigan, here right now, from my summer property. And our special guest here tonight is from someone that uh, we uh, that Don Fry actually have, and I both have have had some uh, healing type of experience from. Uh, the CEO of Bio Accelerator, we have Mr. Eric Stoffers in the house here this evening. So we'll be talking about uh, stem cells. We'll be talking about his career. We'll be talking about things, what he did prior to it, what he's doing now, and maybe what the future may hold for stem cells and, and other projects in the works. Eric, obviously you had a life before Bio Accelerator. What, what did you do prior to it? I, you know, I did the furthest thing from being in regenerative medicine and helping people uh, because I, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist, I'm a business guy. And so really the early part of my career, I, I cut my teeth, you know, all the way through school and, and being in the restaurant business. But my first real professional career was in real estate. I uh, did everything from being an agent to um, fixing and flipping homes and then uh, actually being the CEO of a real estate investment trust. So I would say the big bulk of my career was um, you know, in, in real estate before I transitioned into the medical space. And um, you know, what, a, what a pleasure it's been to be able to help people and make that transition. Well, that's actually a pretty big 360 to go from the real estate industry into the medical industry. That's, uh, we, well, how long were you involved in, in the real estate first off? And do you still have like, like a real estate portfolio? Yeah, for sure. I, I would say that a passion of mine is real estate. I have, you know, being an entrepreneur, I have, you know, somewhat of a little bit of a creative mind. So that allows me some creativity, especially when you're fixing and flipping houses, you get to kind of put your personal touches on it. Um, but really, you know, from starting my real estate career in early 2000, and then leading up into right around 2015, when I founded Bio Accelerator, um, to give you some background on how I got into this, it was really, you know, it wasn't like a, a dream of mine to get into the medical space and certainly not the alternative and experimental medical space, but really it was just a function of um, being at the right place at the right time, so to speak. I was, um, I was the CEO of a real estate investment trust. I was uh, helping um, some colleagues of mine sell a a big property in Cabo San Lucas. It was a 300 hectare property that was an old kind of rundown, beat up um, resort property. And we were just getting crushed on getting terrible offers. Um, and so what we did is as a, as a strategy for marketing, instead of going to these big conglomerates like Starwood and, and uh, you know, the big hotel chains, uh, what we did instead is we, we looked at the marketplace in close proximity to where we were, which was Arizona, California, looking at buyers to go into Mexico. And at that point, there was this, term medical tourism that was extremely big in california and arizona and you guys know you're arizona guys a lot of people go across the border you know across from yuma or somewhere close yep. to get dental work or eyeglasses yep. or you know maybe some boobs and butts for the the ladies and um and that's very popular and it, it was happening a lot so i said hey let's let's market to some some uh plastic surgeons and ophthalmologists and dental dentists and this group of scientists came up and said, hey, we're really looking to take this incredible technology that we've discovered in the laboratory, we've tested it, we know it works, we know it's safe, but we need to apply it offshore, so we're looking in Mexico. And through that relationship, I became enamored in this science and, and found that there was a real deficiency in the marketplace. You know, this was something that I needed to get to as many people as possible because we, you know, it really helps people and that's why I started BioAccelerator. I mean, well, if you're my best, you have, uh, do you have a real estate that you own in the uh, uh, deed area as well? I mean, I mean, do you, I mean, do you, uh, that, like the whole of the properties stuff like that, are these, is that you up there? And so you're, you're breaking up a little bit, but I think you're, you're asking me about, about the real estate holding. So yeah, it's, for yes. me, it's mostly single family homes. Um, I was operating a, a REIT that was 
um, had some commercial property, but really it was single family homes. So that's my portfolio. Um, I'll tell you, I lost a couple just like the rest of us in uh, 2007. Um, and, you know, I took a little bit of a beating uh, back then. But after that, it was a really good opportunity, especially in Phoenix, to recapitalize and, and get into the market because we were able to buy homes for, you know, in some cases, 60% under, under um, you know, under market, or under what you could build them for. So yeah, my holdings are all single family homes, but I, I want to get into a commercial property pretty soon, I think. <clears throat> okay, but what about Medellin? I mean, uh, that, do you actually have additional real estate holdings down in Medellin? I mean, or is it just the, the bioaccelerator or is there, or do you have other interests? And again, if yeah. I'm tending to pry, I, I'm a curious, George Hart, you can tell me, say, oh, Dan, you're prying a little bit too much. No. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, you were breaking up. So I didn't hear the part about Medellin, but yeah, we have real estate holdings. I have real estate holdings there. Um, actually, we're getting into a, um, a really cool hotel project that is going to complement our patient stay into more of a wellness vacation. Um, so we have, uh, I, I, I am personally and, um, you know, in the business have uh, real estate holdings in a hotel project and condo projects in Medellin because the real estate market there is awesome. Um, they don't have big booms and busts like we do here in the States. Theirs is a lot more steady, um, slow incline. Um, but yeah, so to talk about this hotel project that I'm in love with right now that I really just invested in, um, we, you know, in Medellin, there, because of the violence back in the 80s and 90s, not a lot of these big hotel chains moved in to Medellin. Um, they were, you know, the Hiltons and the, the Ritz Carltons of the world um, were not going into Medellin. That was just not a, that was not a good business decision back then. But because of that, now all the real estate is purchased. And so they're not like, you know, they always say they're not making any more land. Um, so, so um, getting into this hotel project, we are going to solve a couple of issues. One, having a very high end place that Americans would not only feel safe, but comfortable in um, because a lot of the zoning down there is you know not necessarily as regulated as it is here in the U.S. Meaning, like for handicapped patients, it's it's really tough to find a handicapped accessible bathroom, much much less really good room with you know enough area to turn your wheelchair, to put a Hoyer lift under the bed, to have a you know a nice shower um, shower chair and, and bathroom setting. So um, we're building a um, a bio hotel which is going to be focused on health. So we're going to have things like hyperbaric chamber. Um, we're going to have vitamin IVs that you can do at the hotel. It's going to be have a really nice gym. It's going to be wheelchair and, and handicapped accessible. Um, and so all the amenities that you would look for here in the U.S., plus a lot more that are health and biohacking related. Well, I'll tell you right now, I, I, I was very impressed on over our trip. The fact that by the time you arrive there, someone's there to pick you up. They take you to the hotel, and then you wonder, well, how far am I away from the clinic? No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're basically you're at the clinic because the hotel, you you walk through basically, you know, like a, a department store. You're you're in a shopping complex, and you just flip walk over, and and boom, you're you're right there. It's like going, I I can't think of what you couldn't ask for a better setting because you give people something to walk around, see, and do. In between what all the things that that they're doing in the first place, you have all these cool little restaurants. They had, like a, that. They they had an ice food. cream store right outside the door of the hotel. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, okay. Mr. Fry, how many times did you attack that ice cream place? Now, every huh? time, every time I went by it, sir. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think he's exaggerating. There was a couple times I went and met him and he had a he had an ice cream. Big old bowl. Yeah, that that was saying. Don was saying he really enjoyed enjoyed that place, but no, I, I just thought the settings that you guys have now. I'm thinking, and then you're looking to improve. I'm thinking, I can't even imagine what the improvement's going to look like because I, I think you you you're really onto something there, especially having a place where they could stay longer. Hyperbreak chambers. I, I I've been involved with the hyperbreak chamber for oh 20 plus years now. There's a lot of great things that come off of that hyperbreak chamber, and also another machine you might want to look into is the it's called the EECP machine. Yeah, well, you like that. Yeah, the what is the uh, EECP? Is that electro? The, the initials, the initials E E C P. Each each word, each letter stands for like five syllable word. I couldn't begin to. But if you look up E E C P, uh, that's something that's been a part. Uh, like I said of my training for twenty some odd years. But I even look at it now as 
dipping your toe into the fountain of youth of all the things that would do for you. So this is this this ECP machine is right up your alley. What what you're looking to do, and I'd be more than happy to talk with you, even off the air about uh, about what it's done for you know people like myself. I mean, Don, did, have you ever been involved with the ECP yeah, machine you, as well? Yeah, area. Okay, he hooked me up to it a few times. It's like a mass pants, you know, the military anti-shock trousers, and you put yep. them on, and um, it just it it goes on with your uh, your heart heartbeat, and so you know boom 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 boom. So it just keeps it flowing really heavy. So you have yeah, two so hearts. As soon as your heart, as soon as your, yeah, as soon as your heart beats, it beats the, the blood goes out, and then uh, you know there's a heart monitor on there, and then as soon as it goes to, in a relaxing phase, you have a sequence of uh, three sequences of uh, cuffs that are on your calves, cuffs that are on your lower uh, uh, upper thighs, and then lower abdominal region. It just goes squish, 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 squish. It's so it's, it's known as a shearing factor, so that it, it it pushes blood back and forth. And just some of the things that you you see online is how, as one gets older, their their blood vessels start to turn narrow. Well, this actually is proven to widen them right right back on up again, but also clears off plaque and and things of of, of debris that starts to line up along your uh, arterial walls. But then also, if you've had blockage, it has proven even to uh, build additional arteries around 100% blockage. So again, I, I can't speak enough good things about it, but there's some yeah. things I, I would like to talk to you about because when it comes to the uh, the actual wellness portion, I look at it as that that will be the, the gym of the, the future because I, I just, well, Eric, how lazy are most people that they, that, that they won't go to the gym? Yeah, extremely. I mean, people ask me all the time about, you know, the technology that we're producing, but then they say, okay, what about health? Like, what is, you know, what is your recommendation on health or specifically longevity? Um, and with all of it, it's just getting your ass off of the couch and getting to the yeah. gym in most cases. And then what you're shoveling in your mouth, that's the easiest solution. Right. So people are usually super lazy yeah. about it. Well, these pants, these yeah, pants. Just, it, they are so enjoyable. They, it's like a great Saturday night. They, they replace, you know, they replace your wife every way except for the cooking and the bitching. Uh, I, I didn't know if that's where you're going, but I was in my mind. I was thinking, man, I'm getting relationship advice right now. Just get these pants, and that I'm going to be that's a happy. It. You're happy. You're happy. You're go, Eric, where are you? I'm, I'm still in bed. <laughs> Um, Dan, no, yeah. you're right about the facility, though. I mean, that was very intentional. We wanted to make sure that for our medical tourism patients, and most of our patients are not from Colombia, um, you know, they're coming from the United States or Australia or Europe, all around the world. Um, but for the, the non-adventurous patients, and I don't put you guys in that category, you were out um, touring the town and you see that it's safe and it's beautiful. But for the guys and gals that don't want to be adventurous, they never have to leave the roof. They're in the hotel. They don't leave the roof. They're in a beautiful mall. They don't leave the roof. They're in our clinic. And so that was very intentional, but thanks for noticing. Yeah, no, I get it. It's not just a shopping plaza. I mean, it's, three, it's a three-level shopping plaza. I mean, there's they've got all kinds of cool things to see on each different uh, level. So I, I walked all over that place just to take it all in. It's really very in uh, unique. Uh, Coach, Coach McMahon, yeah. Coach McMahon, um, you know, had pushed me in a wheelchair, you know, uh, from the hotel to the uh, treatment center. And, um, you know, I mean, hell, it's like a quarter mile, I guess, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a big mall. And um, yeah, then I got the IV. I got the IV, and boom, I, I didn't have to get back in that chair. I went out and walked around for two hours. And it was, and it was the first time I'd done that in over a decade. And then the next day, you know, same thing hit me in the other arm of the IV. I went out and walked for two hours. It was like, I I just, you know, it was the most fun I had in, you know, like I said, you know, 13 years just walking. Yeah, you know, the malls there, there's, they're, they're not going away like they are here in the United States. The, the Latin culture, and specifically in Colombia, they love their malls. And so there's, there's a lot of, you know, hustle and bustle. People go there to walk their dogs or, Oh yeah, yoga and yeah. Service, so. yeah, a lot of dogs, a lot of a lot of women dressed like models. You know, they get all prettied up, you know, and strut around the mall. It's it's just nice. I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was really cool. To have, see you, you have, have you have you have you taken any of the uh, the treatment yourself, then, Eric? 
Yeah, I have. Um, you know, I'm a relatively healthy guy, so I've really only done a, you know, what we would call a, a rejuvenation treatment, which is the general IV. So it's a systemic IV, okay. just a simple uh, needle poke and just getting like any other vitamin IV. Um, and it's with the high doses of stem cells. So um, yeah, I've, I've had a couple of treatments. Um, you know, I'm lucky to be in the space and have access to it. But, you know, I, there have been some medicinal benefits for me um, overall, so even though I was a healthy guy. So, yeah. Well, okay. Get, and uh, talk about like uh, people like, uh, you know, Don Fry and myself, who are a little bit more the, the aging warrior. Um, what, how often, if you, if you get one treatment, how often would you say a person should be coming right back in to get a, a, a second treatment or a third treatment? Or, or, or I should say, Ongoing health, because I mean, it's, uh, you know, Don knows this, but uh, I don't know if you know this. My, my goal is to live to be 125 and at 125 to have my life be taken tragically suddenly by a jealous husband. Now, again, <laughs> it's, it's my world. It's my world. It's my dream. So again, you know, now, of course, she'll be a much younger woman. She'll be in her 90s. But, you know, it's. Uh... <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to need help pulling the trigger, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, look, we all have to have goals. I, I think yours are, are up there with some of the best. So, um, no, but look, um, the, the patients that we have that are educating themselves, and in a lot of cases, they're not listening to what their traditional medicine doctors are telling them, um, because a lot of times, even the best physicians in the world are not experts in stem cell. So, you know, not listening to what they may or may not have to say about it. Some of them know about it. Some of them don't. I mean, that's okay. It's, it's fairly new for a lot of these um, great doctors. But so the, the point I'm getting at is, um, back to your question, is like, how, how often should you come in? Um, we, we see a lot of these people that educate themselves, that have seen real good results, or, or even healthy people that are looking for longevity. They come back about once a year. Um, depending on their age bracket and their health conditions, if they're not combating some major neurological condition or autoimmune disease and they're relatively healthy and they're advancing in the years, yeah, once a year is probably pretty good. If they're younger, you know, guys that are starting this in their 20s and 30s, and we have those people that come to us all the time, um, they're every couple of years, maybe even every five years, if they're healthy. But we see a lot of high impact athletes like UFC fighters and um, National Football League and, you know, every sport that you can think of, we, we've treated. Um, and those guys are typically, you know, uh, using their bodies for their career and need to be functioning at the highest level and recovering the quickest and maybe suffering from an injury. So those guys typically come back several times a year. So it really depends on what yeah. type of individual we're talking about. But the, for a general, you know, just a general timeline, once a year is great. Yeah, I've actually I've, I've seen a, quite a few different interviews with a, a lot of professional wrestlers, and uh, you know, Don will tell you firsthand. I mean, professional wrestling, he probably got probably more beat up in, the, in that industry than the, the cage fight because it, it's a it's a it's a show. It's uh, you know a lot of athletic a lot a lot of athleticism, but to be picked up and be bodily slammed over and over again, night after night. I mean, that does take a toll on his body, and that's where we see a lot of. Uh, a lot of professional wrestlers that that uh, they don't they don't live that long because they start getting hooked on painkillers and their muscle relaxers anything to put them to sleep at night something to get them up and get them going in the morning. So, uh, if I was to put know. in a category of our most injured athletes, and again we see them all, we see football players in the NFL, current and former. We see guys like you that are world champion uh, mixed martial art artists in the UFC or whatever promotion, or all of them. Um, and the worst and the most beat up are typically the WWE and the, the AEW wrestlers. Um, and I, and uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page said it best, and he said it in one of our testimonials. And he might have been with um, Kevin Nash. I think it was both. But they said, um, it's like getting in a car accident five times a week, not just once a year, not just once a week, not just five times, sometimes at night. And they have to do that five times a week. So it, yeah. your body's a crazy beat up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah actually, I was just going to bring up his name there, but you, you, you kind of beat me to the punch on that one. Ah, oh, sorry. <laughs> I've been on several different occasions and he's got, uh, he's got, uh, I mean, just what, what he does, even with his own, uh, uh, you know, health benefits, because he, he's uh, made up his uh, 
what was it forbid? He he does his yoga his yoga program forbid, and uh, you know so which yeah, a lot of men probably wouldn't have been caught uh, doing the yoga, but uh, he came up with a pretty unique uh, program there. But uh, the fact that he went down to Medellin and, and went through the uh, the bioaccelerator process there as well, so he uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of wrestlers that look up to him because uh, you know he. He started things that a little bit later in life than what uh, most professional wrestlers do, it, and, and he did well for himself. So, but he does like the, all that crash bang boom. It does take a toll on the body. Yeah, it's incredible. You know, he's he's definitely been an advocate for us. Um, but one of the things you started touching on earlier when you were talking about the uh, the EECP, um, which by the way, I'd love to talk to you about that, but. You know, what I'm getting at is the alternatives that we do, like hyperbaric chamber. You guys saw that we, you know, you were in our hyperbaric chamber. We do bioregulatory medication and orthomolecular medication, um, ozone therapy, uh, cryotherapy. You know, we believe in all these other alternatives. And getting back to DDP, the, you know, the method that he has of um, with his yoga and getting into the right mental state is also super important to the healing process. So stem cells for us is, is a, a major component, but it's just a piece of the puzzle. Oh, it is, but I mean, but you even touched onto it earlier there that uh, using your body and your mind on a daily basis, you know, just, uh, well, the United States is a very sedentary country. We we sit a lot. Uh, I mean, I, I think, the, you know, because people always say that, you know, especially like the last couple of years with, with COVID, a lot of the gym industry was shut down. And uh, I, I go, I go, I go, Americans are lazy. I go, I said, most people have to get over that, that fear of just, pulling themselves together to go to the gym and it, you know, when, they're, when they want to go, I mean, again, women are a whole lot different today. Their outfit has to match this. There are their other fingernails done, other hair done, something. Guys could care less. They're like, they'll put on almost anything. They just, they pick it up their shirt, they'll smell it. Okay. If it doesn't ring too bad, let's, we'll wear, we'll wear that shirt for the day. But it's uh, totally different about how they approach it. But to me, you still have to get that gumption up to, go to the gym whereas when you roll out of bed what did that floor cost you you could do push-ups you could do sit-ups you could do squats i mean there's all kinds of exercise that you could do with just to be your, your own body weight and that's what yep. i was always big i try to promote to people is that especially during that that, uh, that whole lockdown period of time when people couldn't get to gyms i go go grab a couple cans of beans there, there you go you got a set of dumbbells right now i mean you'd be surprised what you can do when you start uh, jogging in place and just start punching the air, I go, it's both cardiovascular and muscular dirt all at the same time. But well, I was, you got to have I was a, little, a little bit of creativity. Yeah, exactly. I was literally just having this conversation today. Uh, I, I got out of a meeting earlier and I kind of went, ah, oh, you know, I, I winced. I, I'm being a big baby, but because um, my legs are just super sore um, because I worked out, but I didn't do, you know, I didn't do a bunch of squats and big heavy weight. My buddy Joey is get you know gets me in and he trains with, or you know he he is really good friends with a lot of um, mixed martial artists and professional athletes, but Chris Cyborg specifically, um, and I know he communicates with Don a lot, but um, he does 500 lunges. That's his leg workout: 500 lunges and some air squats. So I tried to get to that. I didn't even come close, but I am super sore. No weight at all, zero. Yeah, I know you. Well, again, the, the the Japanese are really big into doing just a lot of squats and things of that nature, which just use their body weight. And you, but you, they're always picking up that crazy number, five hundred to a thousand. I go, yeah, if you haven't done that, and all of a sudden you do try to do five hundred to a thousand, the next morning, all oh, your legs are going to be screaming at you. I can't guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> That's shock and trauma all at the same time. Wow. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad to see that uh, Don is in a place where he might start doing that 500, 500 lunge yeah, workout of Joe's pretty soon. Have to get somebody to in there count for me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that, that new math, right? That's right. That, that new math, yeah. <laughs> 10, 20, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. my Ted's. Oh, oh. Oh. I'll tell you what, partner. I had so much fun riding my horse the other day, and... Uh, Hell, um, had, I was riding uh, with my daughter's boyfriend. You know, he had he had her horse, and I had you know my horse, and I uh, had him film film a little uh, little little nippet for you. You know, so we're gonna try and get it sent to you. I I actually it got circulated a little bit, and I I saw and I I heard oh, yeah. that you were on your horse again, 
And I remember that, um, you know, when you were down in Colombia, that was one of the three things that you really wanted to accomplish with yeah. getting stem cell. Yeah. And I see you, your the other is with your little dog there. Yeah. yeah. Your your bulldog. So. Yeah, play with two her. Two out of three right now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, I'm happy, but I'm not gonna not gonna not gonna rest on that. I'm looking forward to get back into the, you know, training. You know, so. Looking yeah, well, we were, were talking about it before I think we got on, but you wanted, you know, your, your three goals. Cause we ask a lot of people, what are your, what are your expectations? You know, because stem cells, they can be a miracle and they, right. they have been for a lot of people. Um, but it's not, it's a medical treatment and it's not a hundred percent for everybody. And it depends on how, you know, severe or advanced your condition is. And, you know, you are at the most elite level possible. And so your condition was pretty severe. Um, so, but we were asking your, your expectations, right? You're like, I want to get on my horse. I want to, uh, be able to play with my dog. And the third was what, get in the cage again, train, train, train. Yeah. train. And yeah. then, then make a decision. Yeah. <laughs> how, how far are, out are you from the treatment? How many months ago was that? Ah, uh, hell it was October. It was the first, first week of October. We did it. So yeah, Don, Don is actually uh, just like one week over me. He he's living uh, by the twenty fifth. Well, no, he, he he hit his seventh month mark already. Right. So from everything that I've, uh, you know, I questioned the doctors a great deal. So I, you know, because again, the, what you said there earlier, Eric, everyone's gonna be a little bit differently. But they said as a general rule, there's that magical sweet spot between that six and nine month period of time when you should see most of the benefits. Because they said about every. 20 some odd days that these stem cells are duplicating themselves. Uh, but they said between that six and nine month range, all the way up to the first year, by the end of that first year, whatever you kind of receive, you kind of, that's, that's kind of where you're going to uh, tap out at. So yeah, I, I, I've had, um, you know, again, I'm not a doctor, but I, I have contacts with patients a lot like you guys. And, you know, we've had patients that have, called us or, you know, we have a, a pretty strict follow-up process also. So we're calling people at one month and three months and six months. And, um, you know, at, at the three month mark, people are going, ah, oh, you know, I don't really see anything at the six month mark. Gosh, Eric, I, I'm not really feeling anything. This is starting to really worry me. It's a lot of money. It's a big investment, you know, and then, uh, at the seven, eight month mark, nothing. And then, and I'm thinking of a guy named Randy Zink, who was in a, a, a terrible car accident. He couldn't work anymore. His life was, you know, essentially falling apart. His marriage was falling apart. Um, and he was calling me at the eight, nine month mark going, hey, what's what's going on here? And then at like nine months, nine and a half months, he called and said, finally, I'm, you know, I'm able to walk upright. And then at 10 months, it was like, hey, the pain is like a 10 to a two. And hey, now I'm back at work. And so they do take a long time. Um, and it's different for everybody, Dan. I, you're right about that. Um, sometimes, yeah. unfortunately, we need to get you back in and, and get you another dose. Yeah, well. Yeah, no, again, that's what. Uh, go ahead there, Don. Sorry. Uh, all right. Thanks. Um, yeah, I cut, I cut my pain pill medication down uh, dramatically. Um, hell, I think I was taking four, four milligrams, you know, immediate release, and then uh, one eight milligram extended release. Done with the eight. And got got rid of uh, one of the fours too, so I'm down to you know just three three a day. That's incredible success. I mean, think about yeah, just think about the complications that those high doses of of medications over time do to you. So reducing that is also probably you know in a lot of ways extending your life. Certainly doing a good job at extending your liver function. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, again, you know, I'll look at this two two phases right there, Eric. I always tell people, uh, okay, when someone finally passes away, I always say, go to their medicine cabinet and count how many different prescriptions that they are on already. Or look at their nightstand. It's incredible how many different prescriptions a person will be on at the end of their life. And to me, as I'm like, I, I sometimes wonder, did they, did they die of natural causes? Did they die of a, of a, of a misc uh, uh, calculations on their own medicines and they might have doubled down or tripled down because, you know, their mind's not quite as sharp as it once was. So it's kind of sad, but that is, that's sort of the American way. Not exactly what I call the right way, but it's the American way. It's like, here, I have a headache. 
take this tablet. Might cause blurred vision, might cause diarrhea, but that's okay. We've got two more pills that will take care of the blurred vision and the diarrhea. But that causes other problems. So sometimes I think you're okay with just one condition versus the two, three, four other things that it might, might bring to you. A hundred percent. I noticed that, it, and you said very specifically that it's the American way, and that's true because you know I, I yes. travel a lot, but I also I see these other cultures and these other medical systems that are not put together the same way the American medical system is. Doctors in Colombia do not prescribe drugs and surgery first. That's a last line of defense. First, they they want to get to the systemic root of the problem. So they're they're not just writing you a script and putting you under the knife. Um, you know, they're, they're really spending some time with you to get to the root of the problem. And that's really what I hope the American medical system starts transitioning closer to again. Uh, we've lost that in a bad way. Well, you, you, your, um, your, your new facility, is it at the same place? You just enlarging it or did you move it off site somewhere else? Yeah, it's in a, it's in the same place. It's in a newer building, but it's this, it, from a patient standpoint, you wouldn't know the difference. We just took over the whole floor instead of uh, being on the two floors like right. we were before. Right. So now we took the entire floor. Um, you still entered through the mall, you know, in the hotel. Um, it's just in a nicer and bigger facility. That's great. That's great. Uh, how many people? Yeah, have, I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was I, I was just going to say that uh, as part of the expansion, we have, we did something cool where you can, um, and it's something that from my knowledge, no other stem cell clinic will ever do um, because they're typically not this transparent. But what we did is we put in a, um, in our IV infusion room, you're able to look into our laboratory and watch our scientists <laughs> produce these stem cells at the same time that you're getting them applied to you. So that's kind of a cool new layout to the facility, but otherwise it's just kind of bigger. So if one of them, you know, a big explosion, one of them turns into a big 20 foot hairy beast, you you know, get this <laughs> thing out of my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many people do you think you treat a year? Uh, a couple of thousand, uh, under a couple thousand um, is really where we're going to be at. I would say we're, we're more boutique-ish, mm -hmm. um, you know, in, in nature. Um, we're, we're intentionally small. Um, we're not a mass-produced facility. There are some of those big laboratories out there that mass-produce these cells. Um, but for efficacy, that's not really a good business model, you know, in the sense that if you're mass producing these things and you're really just your business model is to get as many as possible. Um, we know in the scientific community that just having as many as possible isn't always the solution. Um, sometimes it's, you know, specific passages that um, are the most effective doses. So we're always going to be boutique, I would say. Well, let's get into the medical portion of it. Uh, the stem cells, where do they, uh, basically, where, where are they derived from? I mean, it's from, I, I know down live we've been through this, but anyone else that, that will be watching this, uh, where, do, where are these stem cells all, are all harvested from? Yeah, perfect question. So I, I always start this answer by saying that these are the non-controversial sourced stem cells. You know, back in the early 2000s with George Bush, you know, did this address about um, how, you know, these unethically sourced stem cells had to be shut down. Um, this is not that. We ethically source our stem cells from uh, the umbilical cord. And that means that we have a partnership with a family, the healthy mother, and then the healthy baby. They go home and live healthy lives together. But that, that medical waste, typically they would just cut the umbilical cord and throw it away. Um, the, but those, that healthy family that goes home and, and has a great life together, they donate that cord to scientific companies like ours. Um, and we're able to help thousands of people off of just that one cord. Mm -hmm. So we take a small piece of that cord, which we know to be the most um, highly potent and you know, the most safe and, and uh, highly effective in quality stem cell. It's called the Wharton's jelly uh, piece of the stem cell. <laughs> and then we focus on the mesenchymal stem cell. Um, depending on what part of the world you're in, some people say mesenchymal, some are, are mesenchymal, but it's that specific cell that we uh, culture expand. We, we discard all other cells. We focus on the most safe, the most pure, and then we, we exponentially increase the potency of those by multiplying them before we inject them into your body. Um, but that's where we get them. And we also, 
Yeah, we also, sorry to jump back in, but we have um, what, what we call a signature cell out of those, um, out of that process. And so by some very highly specialized scientists, you know, PhDs that have spent their whole life studying this type of thing with um, very expensive laboratory equipment and specific process, um, you know, proprietary process that we call our signature cells, um, we're able to take those cells and then introduce um, the most potent and pure um, potential to modulate your immune system and then also stimulate healing with those cells. And so we kind of take it a step further um, and that's why we control the entire process where we're not purchasing cells from other laboratories. We are the laboratory and the applier of that science. Oh, well, well, that's fantastic. It's, uh, I, I just know that, uh, you know, when, when this came up on my, my radar, they're just all kinds of things that I was exploring and, and I happened to see a great uh, interview with uh, Mel Gibson and he was actually telling about how he actually took his father I think his father at the time was in his 80s somewhere. Like took his father down there. <laughs> I mean, was he that old at the he, time? He was, he was old, yeah. Yeah, he was, I think yeah, he's yeah, I, I thought he was maybe 90s. in his late 80s at the time, but but I, all I know is that uh, uh, Pops had a pretty good uh, pretty good result of it all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got laid that night. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. it was like, uh, well... <laughs> But but it just it's kind of comical, but it just you know just speaks to volumes there when uh, uh, for what it could do for people at literally almost any age. And, and again, I think I, I would think that the, the more healthier you are, maybe the, the the better results that it could help for you. But uh, I think a lot of people are simply looking for that quality of life, uh, especially as you, as you get older. Uh, you, you know, you're, you're not worried that you can't do your cartwheels anymore. You're just more or less concerned that uh, that you don't ache and pain, and uh, you know you can still go up and down stairs. And uh, you know, there, there's Eric. You know, a little bit of my story there was prior to me getting my first set of uh, stem cell shots in my knees, I had to start avoiding stairs, and that really that that really bothered me because I. In order for me to go up the, uh, go up a flight of stairs, I actually had to grab both handrails, and it wasn't my legs that were powering me up. It's like I was doing like a seated row. I just kept grabbing each rail, and I was actually literally pulling myself up the stairs. Going down the stairs, I would go out of my way to find an escalator or an elevator because going down stairs, I was afraid of my knee giving out, but not giving up forward. I actually was afraid that as I was going to plant down, it was going to give up backwards. That's how unstable I felt that my knee joints were. So again, I, you, your, your staff wasn't aware of that because the very first uh, stem cells shots that I did receive were inside Phoenix, Arizona uh, through a, a, a different person. And I could not believe what that gave back to me. And uh, then, then when the opportunity came up to go down to Medellin and get uh, IVs of uh, stem cells, the whole nine yards, I'm like going, yes, let me take this plunge into it because I knew the results that I had received already just from a couple shots. So did you do bone marrow or adipose or did you also do um, uh, uh, injections from Wharton jelly um, umbilical cord? As, as far I mean, as I know, I mean, just whatever they served up. I mean, I mean, honestly, that's uh, I, I, I can't tell you specifically what uh, I, I wish I would have known more at the time, but again, I did not know the, the 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 whole stem cell world was still so new to me. Um, yeah. On a more comical note, uh, the the team at the Bioaccelerator they sent me all this information like over thirty days prior to ever going down to Medellin, Colombia. Like for the for the next thirty days, take these various types of drops. You know, three times I think like a two or a two or three times a day, and um, in the next 30 days, try to eliminate as much of the caffeine products. Try not to eat this. Try not to smoke that. Try not to ingest this. And literally, when I was at the clinic on the first day, and and, and they're checking me in, and they're running through this whole list, and the last 30 days, have you? I'm like, no, 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 no. And literally, it got up to the end, and then, and then the, the, the gentleman that was checking me in, he lifts his glasses up, and looks down, looks at, looks up at me, goes, he goes, did you answer this all truthfully? I go... I go, yes, I did. I says, I said, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys because I'm here for you guys to help benefit me. He goes, you're the first person to say no to everything. 
and I and I and I leaned in on him. I go, Doc. I go on your list right there. I go, coffee is on that list. I go, I go right now. I, and I go, I haven't had a cup of coffee. 30 days prior to being down here, I go, I go, I could kill somebody for a cup of coffee here right now. And I would have no remorse whatsoever here. <laughs> he started laughing. He goes, he goes, you can have a cup of coffee. You know, it's not going to kill you. I go, well, I go, I know some of the people that have been down here before. And I saw the wonderful results they had. I go, I've been a freak of nature most of my life. I want to continue to be a freak. I go for, for 30 or 60 days. I could be, I could be good about this. Even still to this day, Eric, I still have have not had that cup of coffee. It, it, it oh. will be it, it will be at that one year mark. I will celebrate with a cup of coffee on that day. You fill up the uh, bathtub. <laughs> yes, exactly. With a big straw at that point. Yes. Submerge oh, yourself. Good on you for that. That's that's amazing. You know that is actually something we see from our patients a lot. You know because this is a big investment and it's it's people's health. You know a lot of people a lot of times people are in chronic pain or you know, trying to leave themselves from some type of rare disease, but the, um, you know, some of the recommendations really help people get off of some of the devices that they've been, that, that they've been addicted to like caffeine or worse. Um, but yeah, usually people have like one or two, they're like, ah, okay, I cheated a little bit. You know, Don must've gone right before you, um, because he would, he answered all. Yes. Ah, I didn't do that. Ah, I didn't do that. No, I'm just kidding, Don. I don't know what you did, but I, I saw you with a coffee as well. But... I, 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 yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the part where it said no coffee, no coffee. So I, I, you know, didn't affect me. Sorry. <laughs> no, actually, you know, Don had a very, very powerful video because, like, you know, just him, uh, you know, coming in to the clinic. He was in a wheelchair, and then when he departed, he's pushing that wheelchair, then pushing it away, and then giving it the finger on the way as he's leaving out there. That was a very, very powerful video in, in itself. I mean, I know because Don's got a lot of followers. I've got a lot of followers. And, and, you know, since we started up this podcast, we got all kinds of people that are checking in with us that may not have known who we are. But after they see a clip of, of Don out there playing Rock'em Sock'em Robots or something like that, or they see me uh, belly back suplexing. Uh, poor Anthony Macias a few times. All kinds of people want to check out to see what what, what we have to say there. So we're, we take this opportunity because we're, we're we're big about education. We really know that uh, education is a real key to this. You can't, uh, you know. Sometimes they say no pain, no gain. Well, there comes a certain point of pain that you better start listening to. That uh, uh, you can get some gains in, in other directions. Yeah, for sure. And no, look, guys. I for one, you're right. Don's story was awesome, you know, that he could get out, you know, he came in a wheelchair, like he said earlier, he was really in a wheelchair for many, many years, almost a decade, um, or not walking around that often, but um, watching him walk out was great, watching him give it the bird was even better, um, but for you guys, and you're following what you've done for us, yeah, definitely thank you, you know, for the exposure that you've given to us, you will inevitably help a lot of other people that were either on the fence about it, or just not educated about it, um, but you know, you guys, I, I've been a big fan of you guys too. Both, both Arizona guys are having ties to Arizona and, uh, you know, me being old enough to be one of the guys that was sneaking into the, the uh, back room of blockbuster video, having to buy the, or, you know, rent those, uh, early year UFC fights. You guys are legends, man. So thank you for what you guys are doing for us. Thank you. What, uh, yeah. But the, the funny part about, about going at the blockbuster video, those, those, Videos were right next to the porn too. So yeah. <laughs> I always tell people it's kind of going, yeah, yeah, they look back and forth like, going, people, what are people? I just want to get a fight tape. Right? <laughs> not, not here getting bored. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I funny. had to sneak into the back room. Some of them had like a little back room. They had like a, a velvet curtain, you know. And <laughs> I wasn't old enough to be back there either way. But I'd go back there to take the videotape and have my parents buy it for me, you know. So <laughs> okay, what the uh, all right. If people want to find out more about uh, BioAccelerator, is there like a website that you want to promote here? Or if they have more questions, if they want to get in contact with either you or some of your staff, pl plug away here, yeah. Eric, because we want oh, to see cool. yeah. BioAccelerator. No, so we're we're BioAccelerator.com. We're one of the world leaders in regenerative medicine. You can find us at BioAccelerator.com, B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R. -E -E it's a little bit of a mouthful. Um, but otherwise, I would say look at our social media channels. We do a great job at putting uh, great patient testimonials like um, both Dan and Don, um, other professional athletes, and even more importantly, many, many, many regular patients, um, yes. you know, like, like, like me, just regular guys that 
are seeing great success. So look at our Instagram channel or our YouTube channel if you're really interested in what type of results might help you. Um, otherwise, contact bioaccelerator.com and we'd love to help you. Yeah, because I, I, if you, again, if it fits into your schedule, I definitely like to plan another interview because as Don and I start to approach the one year mark, we'd like to kind of you know bring it around and let, let you know where we're, we're standing here at, at the one year mark as well. Uh, you have office in Scottsdale and Dallas uh, and Boston, right? Uh, no, so it, well, yes, in the sense that we have people that work for us in Boston, and uh, our bigger corporate office is in uh, Phoenix, in the by the Biltmore area. Um, so right on the border of Scottsdale, Phoenix. Yeah. Um, but not in Texas. No, not in Texas. I screwed that up, didn't I? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll we'll be there soon. We're on the way. So you got you got. What's what's the Boston office do for you then? Uh, mostly there's patient advocates. So they're the people that are on the phones with our patients every day, all day, either answering questions or helping facilitate uh, the transfer of medical records to our doctors or help facilitate the scheduling of, um, you know, a, a, a teleconference call with one of our specialists. So it's all patient advocates. So it's an administration more, most likely or more likely. Mm. Are you, you planning to expand more? Uh, maybe to, yeah. maybe to Texas and other places or yeah for sure we've got a concept uh, called BioX health that is going to penetrate the US market this year or the end of this year uh, and that's getting into some of the alternative therapies that we were talking about uh, with Dan earlier you know the the um, you know maybe we'll look at the EECP but um, definitely what we do is things like ozone we have a proprietary um, what we call BioX gel but it's basically the most potent uh, PRP product on the planet. Um, so far that we can tell nobody's reached the levels that we have. Um, hyperbaric chamber, red light therapy, cryotherapy. And so that's those are all introductions to a, a more integrative wellness um, protocol. And so we're going to be in every major city, um, you know, in the next you know five to 10 years. And then we are also strategically placing some other stem cell facilities um, around the u.s and strategically around the globe well you got me uh, what's what's the red light what's the red light therapy that that's got me interested there what? yeah red light therapy is <laughs> incredible actually it's it, it does a lot to promote healing uh and improve immunity uh reducing inflammation and um you know really amplifying your body's ability to fight disease um it has some um some medicinal benefits for the skin also so uh, increased elasticity and collagen production. Um, but really, um, logistically, what it looks like, Don, is you lay, you remember those old tanning beds in the 80s? Yeah. Um, you know, where you'd have to lay down. I guess they still have them, but a lot of those are being converted into red light instead of that blue light. And you, you just, you have a protocol where you lay there for a half hour, hour, depending on what you're trying to treat or how intense the bulb is. And um, it has all of those medicinal benefits. Cool, cool. Cryotherapy is awesome. If you guys ever do cold plunge. Yeah, I did that. I'm not a big fan of that, but it does work. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, I, I was at the Arnold Schwarzenegger Classic, uh, this, this, this this past one, and I actually was working for a cryogenics company. It's actually kind of uh, interesting that you brought that up because they had invented the first machine that instead of running off of the highly volatile ga gases, this is the first one that actually works off of an, an actual electrical plug whether it would be 110 or 220 voltage so that was their, their, their big uh uh big claim to fame company. i mean it, what's that that's a company from finland right i've, I've been uh talking yes. with those guys yeah oh yeah, heavy yeah. you know it's uh definitely uh you know i mean i i, I was there with them and then that was i i use almost all the different apparatus each day it was like well try this one for my shoulder try this one for my hip try this one for, for me and it was great you know, when I never really got into, but, but it was actually big in demand was simply going into the entire box up to your, to your neck and matter of like, I think like less than two minutes, poof, it brings down your body core and you're, you're there. But they had, yeah. you know, it was a, it was a big, uh, as a, as a nice show, show piece. And uh, I, just, I knew just enough. I sat out there with the belts of that people come talk with me, like, well, what do you have to do with cryogenics? I go, well, I go, I've learned a lot about it. I mean, I just was just one of these athletes that they brought in just to bring a little bit more, you know, spotlight to them. And that's all it really was. But it, it, you know, it was great. You know, all the things that you mentioned there before, uh, uh, just using 
all this type of technology that that is available to you now. Educating uh, is probably the number one key because no no two people are going to respond uh, exactly to the to the same products. So each one it might, might might find a different way that uh, it might be the cryogenics that might be a little bit that might uh, fit their bill a little bit better than uh, you know one of the other methods. Yeah, exactly. Hey, did you um, by chance meet Martin Sleepsies at um, the Arnold Classic? He's one of our patients. I think he he was maybe the one of the winners, or definitely placed. I know he's number two in World Strongman this year. And anyways, oh said, no, no I I did not. I mean, I, I'll say that the most comical thing I was watching, and I didn't get a chance to see it live in person. There was just too many people there. Was when they were doing that that Russian slap yeah. slapping contest. We literally open palm. You had to put out your chin like this, and then oh oh people were getting knocked out left and right i mean watching the guys is one thing but then watching the ladies go at it there as well because they had a women's division they had a men's division i bet you back in the day that would be something that don fry would be uh, i'll bet you too I, I, I may not remember that one but i bet it would have been something he would have been involved into as well if he just remembered the following day <laughs> Exactly. Just a couple, <laughs> couple of drinks. <laughs> That's just a oh, Saturday night for Don. That's right, baby. That's what, that's what the women in my life, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. Well, Eric, oh, I think what else? Go ahead, Don. When, when do you go back? When do you go back through there? And uh, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back in a couple weeks. I, I love it there. Like I was saying to you guys before. Um, you know, I, I'm back in Arizona where our corporate office is, and it's it's getting into the summer months, and that's for anybody that knows anything about Phoenix. That's when you want to get out of Phoenix. Yeah. Um, it's beautiful most of the year, but the temperature here is pretty rough. And in in uh, Medellin, where our clinic is, the temperature is perfect. The humidity is perfect, but the temperature is between like 72 and 78 degrees all year round. So I'm going to try to go back uh, soon and stay long. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, the, the brochure always reads about Phoenix, Arizona. That during the summertime. You're guaranteed 100 days of 100 degree weather or better, better, whether you like it or not. Yeah. So you, I actually surprised me when uh, when people would look forward to rain, like that day that got clouds up like that. But then after a while, you do it. You just kind of miss, kind of going. It's like beautiful, another beautiful day, another beautiful day, and yet uh, you want that one day where it, it rained for a little bit. Oh, that was great. A little yeah, bit of exactly. a change. We want to. We want to uh, give our meteorologists here an actual job and throw in a day of rain or two. <laughs> we wake up every day and go, oh, it's sunshine. It's hot. That's it. No, it's, again, I, I enjoy uh, being born and raised in the state of Michigan. And then I went to college at Arizona State. So bouncing back and forth between the two states and now, you know, having a, a home in both states. I'm trying to, you know, enjoy both uh, aspects of just trying to be in, in each state when it's at its nicest time of year. I'm here in, in uh, Howell, Michigan right now and, and uh, beautiful, enjoying a, a nice little summer property. But I bounced out to cold water because, uh, you know, I still don't know what I want to do with that property down mm -hmm. there because it, it was a training facility all set up there originally. But after the last couple of years, I had to become very mobile because Michigan was a very uh, uh, democratic state and, and uh, the, the, the gym industry got chokehold out. So uh, I had to travel to states like Florida, Texas and uh, Arizona where places were still open for business. So kind of gives me a, 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 some thoughts as to where do I want to be later in life as well now. But yeah, well, I, I haven't been to Michigan in the summer, but I, I hear that that's the place to be. So no, it's a, you know, I, every state has something beautiful about them. It just all depends on what time of year. I mean, it, Michigan's a state motto is the water winter wonderland. It's got more coastal front than even like the state like Florida. I mean, let's face it, Florida is nothing but coastline on both sides. But uh, when you look at the upper and lower peninsula, there's an awful lot of coastline to the state of uh, Michigan. And going from the lower peninsula up to the upper peninsula, it's almost like two different countries that you go to. I mean, it's uh, and even the people that live on the upper peninsula, you know, there's a bridge. Uh, that you have to go, go across called the, the Mackinac Bridge. And even people they refer to you, if you have to go, are you a troll? That means do you live underneath the bridge or up, <laughs> above the bridge. So it's just kind of comical, but it, it just, uh, each state is beautiful. I, I, you know, in Arizona, I always say that if you want to go see snow, all you can do is uh, 
two hours north on uh, Interstate 17, go up to see Flagstaff during wintertime. Then you can go see snow. So people always are super surprised that you can go skiing in Arizona, only two hours from Phoenix. It's yeah. not good skiing. It's pretty bad, but you know, you can do it. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's about as much a winter I want to see anymore. Just enough to throw a little bit of a, a few logs on the fire, enjoy a little bit of the warmth. Ah, other than that, good to go. Well, Eric, let's, let's pop in one, one more time. Uh, if, if people would like to be able to contact either you personally or want to learn more about BioAccelerator, let's uh, let's pitch that one more time there to them to uh, where they can go see, even see a lot more athletes' testimonials, not just, just down front myself, but all kinds of other people and, and all types of other industries and just normal people of what uh, what what uh, they've had experience. Yeah, if you really... If you want to get a flavor for who we are as a company culture, as, as um, you know, who we are as, as, um, as far as treating patients and what kind of real results we can get um, from many, many different indications, I would go to our YouTube channel. So look us up. We're BioAccelerator, B-I-O-X-C-E-L-L-E-R-A-T-O-R. BioAccelerator.com is our website, but go to our YouTube channel. Look at our uh, YouTube videos. Uh, there's great informational videos there. There's great patient testimonials. And if you're on other social channels like Instagram or even TikTok, we have a presence there. But our Instagram channel is fantastic. So I, I, that's a good place also. Yeah, you too. I, I like about that. There's a lot of just short clips there, but just showing just different people what, why they went into the uh, clinic in the first place and the results that they're having afterwards. So, Mr. Fry, you got any other questions here, Randolph Hand? I do, but I can't thank him right now. So <laughs> yeah, I know we, I, I like to probably go on forever, but I hate to have uh, dull moments. And, and uh, Eric, rest assured that uh, Don and I, we want to definitely have you back on, especially as, as we hit the uh, the one-year mark. Yeah. Uh, just to, again, give you an update of all the improvements that we have had. And uh, we might be lining up our next time, our next visit through. Who knows what we might be able to create at that point in time and bring in other people along there with us. Well, guys, we're, um, you know, again, our gratitude to you for getting this education out in front of your audience. Um, you guys are legends in my book. Our staff loves both of you. Um, I'm, I'm happy that you're getting some good results. Let's talk again in a year. We also have a podcast studio in Medellin. So come down, get some treatment, do your podcast there. I'd love to have you. All right. That's awesome. Oh, that'd be fantastic. All right, All right there, Tony. I want to say this concludes another episode of Toxic Masculinity. We're here to entertain, offend, defend anybody and everyone. If you get a little bit offended, well, geez, the, the, the title of Toxic Masculinity, what do you think we're going to talk about? We're, we're, we're men here talking about manly type of things, and tonight we, uh, we're talking about a lot of things that to get men back to that manly spirit here. Put a little bit more backbone in that back. There you go. Hey, uh, a buddy of mine was there, and he got a shot in his winker. What the heck? <laughs> is this, oh, right. oh, yeah. What does that do? Don, okay. I was talking about a backbone. I think oh, you went a little bit further. You talking, you're right talking about <laughs> stiff, you know. So, <laughs> so what, what does that do when they they shoot you in the winker and the and the face and all that stuff? Yeah, we have a lot of um, aesthetic treatments. So the face, it, it definitely helps with, um, you know, growing collagen and having the elasticity of the skin. It's really good for thinning hair. Um, but what you're talking about is the, um, the sexual wellness shot, which it, it works. It works. We've got a lot of great repo reports, um, people that have, you know, medical problems. And then also guys that just want, you know, to continue their libido to be like they're, you know, in their 20s again. So um, it's something that we do every week, all the time, and have had good results with. <laughs> yeah. And it, it doesn't hurt as bad as you would think. Yeah. From what I hear. From what I hear. So, so. The thought of it is crazier yeah. than the actual, yeah. So you, you go, everybody shows up at the bar, and they pull out their wankers and say, look at me, I'm alive, I'm alive. Well, definitely, we'll, 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 we'll tackle that subject matter here at, at the one year mark because yeah, you, you never know. I, I, I see, I see for sure that probably make a return trip. But uh, your wife, your wife, the wrong reasons. Your wife is going <laughs> to sign you up. <laughs> I just, I just yeah. saw her behind you. <laughs> With a joke. Yeah. yeah, he's going. He's going. Yeah. Eric, thank you very much uh, for coming out here and, and sharing with all this great information. Uh, a lot of great things are going to 
come to bioaccelerator because I, I see the real estate market emerging more and more with the uh, the medical market. I, I see a lot of great projects that uh, there's some things I'd like to speak to you with off, off uh, offline when we get when we get an opportunity. It. I love it. Yeah, guys, again, thank you very much. Good seeing you guys again too. I see you, all, Eric. Good, thank you very it, much. It was good hanging with you in Medellin, but I, I appreciate the opportunity coming on here too. I hope to see you guys soon. Yeah, I hope yep. so. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, guys. All right. All right. Later, Bye. Thank you for watching another episode of Dan and Don's Toxic Masculinity. You better like, subscribe, and share, or I'm going to come to your house.